Hey there, welcome to OPG's Tips and Tricks. Here I'm gonna share some quick tips and some tricks that I think you'll find very useful. Let's get right to it. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Tips and Tricks with your host, Jason Group. That's me. Today we're gonna to dive into a very, very common challenge that we all face at some point or another, flash misfires. Uh, I'm gonna go through some simple fixes and some troubleshooting techniques that hopefully will uh, ensure that uh, you just continue to get out there and you don't have to deal with this issue. Unfortunately, I'll preface that with saying, <laughs> it doesn't matter how seasoned you are, you're going to have this problem. Uh, we deal with misfires, whether you're the most seasoned veteran in the world, and you know your gear to getting started with flashes, uh, flash misfires are just something that we deal with on a regular basis. And uh, knowing what to do is the trick and where to start. And like, uh, if you've been listening to these podcasts, there's always a check down. Where do I start? Where do I finish? And what do I do? Um, so jumping in, flash misfires can be, you know, just a super duper headache for photographers. We've all been there and getting that uh, perfect moment. And then the flash doesn't fired and, uh, you know, you miss the shot or you're just standing there fumbling. Uh, with your flash, there's nothing that's going to make you look up more unprofessional than the flash not going off. If if uh, most uh, most of our clients and guests uh, don't know much about photography, but they know when the flash isn't going off, so uh, it can be really embarrassing. So it's really important to be like, oh no, this isn't a problem. Um, I just need to check down and figure out what the issue is here. Uh, common problems range. Uh, Run the gamut, and uh, you just, the best thing to do is just start with the simple ones and then get more complicated. Um, I'm also going to provide a little insight into high-speed sync and how it relates to freezing motion and uh, get into that as well, because high-speed sync can definitely add another layer of complexity to dealing with your flash photography. All right, so first up, let's talk about the importance of battery choice, ensuring you need to use alkaline batteries in your transmitter and that can save you from a lot of misfires. When your transmitter has low power, it might not trigger your flash correctly. Same goes for however you're powering your flashes. If you have an older flash that has uh, takes uh, AA batteries, uh, alkaline batteries are, are important to do. So I don't recommend using uh, um, rechargeable batteries because you just never know when the life is up for them. And, um, the best thing that you could do is to make sure that the signal is being sent to your flash. And that's the most important thing. So um, battery choice matters. And I don't cheap out by buying Kirkland or Sam's Club or anything like that. I buy Duracells or Energizers. I buy the best batteries I could possibly buy. And I'm making sure they're alkalines. All right. The second place, if you're having... Uh, so first thing, flash isn't misfiring. First thing I do, make sure... Uh, Maybe it just changed the batteries in the in, in the transmitter. Who knows? Maybe that maybe those uh, batteries have been in there a while. Maybe they're just bad batteries. So I just replace the batteries. That's the first place I'll go. Um, second would be, or this actually might be my first, is make sure the, uh, the the it's sitting properly. So if you're using an on-camera flash, make sure that is properly seated in your hot shoe. Or if you're mounting it on something else like a hot shoe, make sure uh, it's fully seated. Uh, uh, and that goes for your transmitter as well. 
Uh, if that doesn't uh, do the trick, sometimes just look at the contacts. Are the contacts dirty? If you live in an area where there's a lot of, it's, you know, you're near salt water or the ocean a lot, you might need to clean those contacts and, uh, you know, a Q-tip and some alcohol can and really help that as well. And sometimes just juggling it in the hot shoe. If that's the case and you find yourself uh, worrying about the, the seating, there's two things that are going on there. Either, some, you, either your hot shoe on your camera is becoming defective or the, uh, the male part on the transmitter is becoming defective. So you're going to want to look at that. And if you're having those recurring issues, it might be replaced. might be time to replace one or the other. All right. Thermal protection. I know that sounds like a big fancy world. If you're, uh, word. If you're using high-speed sync, you might encounter a thermal protection limit. And to solve this, lower the power, raise your ISO, and slow down your shooting. Try turning off your camera flash and back on. Uh, to reset the protection counter. Basically, what this means is um, if you're shooting a lot and you're, let's say it's a dark room and you're using high-speed sync uh, and, uh, or you're doing it outside, uh, many of our flashes today will have a protection in them uh, to basically shut your, slow your flash down so that it doesn't overheat and melt everything inside. As someone who used older units and... Um, uh, I burned, I've burned out uh, many uh, flashes over the years. And it's not a fun thing to do because you're throwing hundreds of dollars away when you do that. So what I recommend is uh, if you feel like your flash is hot, thermal protection. Again, if the flash is hot, good time is to just replace that flash with another flash and, and you know, start with another one, let the other one cool down. Uh, if you don't, then you just might have to wait until it cools down a little bit or just slow down or switch out of high-speed sync. That's a good way to really heat up your flash. Um, again, going back to making sure that the contacts are clean on your hot shoe and your transmitter. And uh, another tip with the transmitter is sometimes if your flash is, and this might seem silly, but if your flash is too close to your transmitter, you may experience radio frequency RF interference. And it's like, it, think about it like this. It's like shouting in someone's ear. And if you're using Godox, change your settings to the close distance setting of zero to 30 meters uh, in the distance section under the menu under, on your X-Pro, or just simply walk the flash out a little bit further. And, you know, that solves that problem too. Um, tricky one here, and I'm guilty of not keeping it up to date. Keep your transmitters firmware up to date is crucial. Especially if you have a newer camera, check for the latest firmware versions and installation software on the manufacturer's website. This would be one of the last things that you do. You had trouble with the flash all day. It's just not working for you. And you're just struggling with this. You just don't know what's wrong with this flash. Um, it could be a firmware thing, and this is something you'll do at home. Um, it's an easy fix, but a lot of times you just have to do a lot of reading to get it done and can kind of be a pain in the neck, and I'm not a big fan of that um, to do those things. But it's a good thing to do. Sometimes they put some firmware in there that makes a flash a lot more, um, uh, it, just a better, just make it better. I know um, I've done this before, and it was like uh, having a brand new flash that did all kinds of fancy things. All right, for you mirrorless camera users, um, disable electronic shutter options including electronic first cutter shot, first curtain shutter, also known as EFCS. 
and use the mechanical shutter when using flash. This is a little bit more advanced. I would recommend doing some homework on this so that you understand it and uh, go from there. But this is, this is, that's a really good tip. Um, so, you know, you, you're going to want to disable some of the things in, in your camera. Now, let's talk about high-speed sync, HSS. Uh, there's a misconception that HSS is great for freezing motion, but it's not in, but not necessarily in most cases. Freezing motion in photography relies on two factors, fast shutter speed and short flash duration. Unfortunately, you cannot combine both factors. So when you go beyond your camera's sync speed, now that, this gets tricky now, right? So if you go beyond your camera's sync speed, your flash switches to HSS mode, or in some cases you have to switch it yourself. And it's not synonymous with short flash duration. Instead, it pulsates, functioning more like a continuous light LED. This doesn't effectively freeze motion and puts an additional strain on your flash, leading to lower output and slower recycle times. So, all right, I don't know if, if, you, if, you're, if you're with me on this, um, but so how do you get the flash short durations? Well, simply put, use slightly lower power on the flash. Uh, and that employs insulated gate bipolar transistor technology. And I looked this up. I have no idea what that means. But typically, that means one-eighth power or lower. Um, and that will give you a very, very short flash duration. So let's go back and kind of talk about this a little bit again. So in high-speed sync, you're not necessarily going to be getting... We think about flash as something that freezes motion, right? But when you're using HSS, what's going to happen is, is it's pulsing. So you could get blurry images using HSS. So what you're going to need to do is go to your limit on your, on your, on your shutter speed, which would be 200th or 250th of a second, and then work from there. I, that, that makes it tricky. I understand that. But at 250th of a second, you should be able to freeze a lot of motion. Beyond that, it gets a lot more technical. But for weddings and wedding talk, uh, I would say that you max out your shutter speed without using high-speed sync, and then, you know, do what you got to do, change your shutter speed in your ISO to adjust for not using a higher shutter speed. All right, I hope that makes sense. All right, so outdoor settings, maintaining a fast shutter speed around, th now again, getting back to high-speed sync, that may not be possible outside. So um, 3,200 uh, or quicker, is crucial to freeze motion, but it can be demanding on flash power and may lead to overheating issues. Now, when you're outside and you have lots of available light, you should really just be using flash as just a little fill to sharpen up your images. So using high-speed sync and a, and a fast shutter speed should be fine, but it's not something you're going to want to be pop, 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 pop doing with your flash. It's going to be one, two, three, four... Think about it like that, because otherwise you're going to overheat your flash. Um, so just, you know, again, there's limitations to even the, the most complex uh, flashes that we have today. Now, uh, again, mastering flash photography is, uh, is, 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 tiff, is, is always difficult in, in all these articles that, and podcasts that I've been doing. Uh, and again best thing to do is to understand what your checkdowns are 
and going through those things that I just talked about, starting with the hot shoe jug, you know, making sure it's seated properly, uh, making sure your flash isn't overheated, and kind of go from there. So I hope that helps. Um, I'm sure there's other things that I may be missing, but those are the big ones. That's generally what's going to keep your flash from misfiring. Batteries, uh, hot shoe, uh, RF interference, and things like that. Also, you can consider, which I didn't talk about, changing the channels on your on your frequency. Uh, I used to run into a lot of uh, RF interference in New York City. A lot of times I would have to change and go to like weird channels uh, that I've never used before because there's lots of RF interference in New York City. So consider that as well. And uh, if you, uh, you know, practice these things and know where they are and how to change your channels, how to change your battery, how to, you know, make sure that your cameras are clean and all of that should keep you uh, getting the shots that you need to get. All right. I hope that helps and hope you're enjoying this podcast. Uh, and uh, you should be much better equipped to overcome these challenges. Get those great images. And remember, photography is always a journey and uh, you need to enjoy the journey and put that knowledge to, to practice and uh, happy shooting out there. That's a wrap for today's tips and tricks. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Hey, do you have a tip or trick you want to share with us? Please email me, jgroup at orionphotogroup.com. I would love to hear your tips or tricks, and we'll even send you a nice little reward for doing so. Until then, thank you.